0: Hello, thank you for joining me. I'm Louise Harmby and in this episode I'm reading the introductory chapter from my guide How to Earn Passive Income. How to Earn Passive Income. Business Skills for Editors, number five. Introduction. The problem with editing. Working with words is a wonderful way to earn a living, but the nature of our business means the degree to which we can expand or scale is restricted. Anyone running an editing business runs up against two related problems. Here's the bottom line. Editing is a one-to-one transaction and there are a fixed number of hours in a day. Editing is a one-to-one exchange of the client's money for our time. We edit and we get paid. If we want to get paid some more, we must edit some more. Running an editing business can therefore feel like being on a treadmill. We must continually push forward to keep the wheels turning. Furthermore, because there are only so many hours in a day, no matter how fast we work, how efficiently we work, there will come a point when time runs out. Any scaling of editing income requires one of three approaches. Putting in more hours so that we get more done in more time, increasing productivity so that we get more done in the same time, or increasing our prices. All three approaches are valid and every editor would do well to consider the second two on at least an an annual basis. However, they don't solve the problem long term. We can put in more hours, but there are only 24 hours in a day, and only so many that can be set aside for editing. We're also restricted by the amount of time we can concentrate for without compromising on quality, such that even if we find additional hours, we might not be able to use them. How about introducing efficiencies into our practice to help with the productivity problem? Even editors who've explored productivity measures fully will discover a baseline speed beyond which they can no longer work effectively. And what of fee increases? Editors don't always set the price. Those who work primarily with publishers and packages know this only too well. We can and should negotiate, but those organisations have profit margins to consider just as we do. Price setting isn't something we necessarily have full control over. Time out of our business Every editor needs to take time out of their business. Salaried employees, usually, have benefits attached to their contracts of employment such that they are paid when absent as a result of public holidays, annual leave and bereavement, illness and family crises. Many employers allow for a certain number of days off a week and for a set number of hours to be worked per work day. That means that time out of the business doesn't affect the employee's bank account. That's not the case for independent editors. Time out means we're not editing, and since our earnings are based on a service transaction, that means no income. Furthermore, editors can be forced to take time out for external reasons they have no control over. When client work dries up because the supply chain is interrupted, as some editors experienced during the COVID-19 pandemic, so does the income attached to it. Time on our business. Every minute we spend on activities we do for our businesses, sales, marketing, quoting, training, continuing professional development, networking, invoicing, completing tax returns, tracking our data, are critical yet unbillable. Yes, they drive income indirectly because they are the tools through which we acquire new and better paying clients, secure the monies we're owed and fulfill our legal obligations to the state. But no one actually pays us to find clients, declare our earnings, or expand our skill set. In fact, there will be a cost to us, certainly our time, sometimes our money. Light beyond the treadmill passive income. Still, there is light beyond the treadmill, and it is to be found in passive income. Passive income is a different ballgame. It is the key to editorial business scalability because while it does require a lot of hard work initially, certainly time, perhaps even a little money, it too has a bottom line. Once the product has been created, it will continue to earn us an income with no participation. Unlike editing, which is a one-to-one transaction, passive income products or PIPs are one-to-many and therein lies the opportunity. The PIP development framework. In this guide we'll start by looking at the advantages of having a passive income stream of which income is one and then we'll get into the nitty-gritty with this guide's core tool the PIP development framework. The framework is a five-stage process that will help any editor explore the possibilities and develop their own PIP. Stage one the solutions to problems and why they're at the core of passive income opportunities. Stage two, the audience. Stage three, the shape of the content, including format and how customers will access and pay for it. Stage four, the tools required to create the product. And stage five, the options for promotion and visibility. There's also a short chapter about imposter syndrome and some ideas for how to manage it. I've included that because this is something that holds a lot of editors back and I don't want it to stop you, not least because by the time you finish reading and working through this guide, it's my aim that you'll have a ready-to-go plan for your very own PIP, perhaps even more than one. I hope you'll think about reading the rest of the guide. It's available in print on Amazon and as a PDF direct from me. Bye for now.